Hi, you're listening to Kitchen Table Spirituality, a weekly devotional, and we're so glad that you're here. We're here with Pastor Charlie Eastman, who's the pastor of the Pilgrim Congregational Church in Southboro, Massachusetts. And we're here with Reverend Jonathan Malone, who's the Reverend of the First Baptist Church in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. Hey, hi. <laughs> you got me for a second. I was about to leave a message and then be surprised that it wasn't actually you on the phone. Yeah. Gotcha. L- luckily. Yeah, those were funny uh, I remember my first answering machine. It had those full-size cassettes. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mine was, I, we actually just hired someone to uh, transcribe the message. Oh, nice. Yeah, a stenograph. Stenographer? Yeah, I remember you calling it empowerment, but the local paper said something about slave labor or something. That, yeah. was, we paid. that was a dark period we for your paid. family. Yeah, so. I'm sure you did. Yeah, I remember your air quotes living wage argument. I know, I know. Well, well it's a new day. It is a new day. We now, I, I know. A new, longer, better day. Yeah, We're in 2020. Right. What can go wrong? What could. I mean. You know. Hey, well. Tell me everything that's going right at Pilgrim Congregational Church. I'll do my level best. Okay. This Wednesday night, December 16th, mm-hmm. uh, we are having a blue Christmas service. Oh, It's our good. first Zoom service that I've been a part of. Mm-hmm. I have incredible apprehension mm-hmm. that this will actually go off correctly. So uh, if you're hearing this on Wednesday, please hold me and us in prayer. Yeah. Are you... um, we, we have a brand new musician in the church. Oh, uh, We have hired uh, Andrus Madsen as our uh, minister of music. He's a very talented guy that um, I, I really appreciate, and uh, he's already swinging into action to provide us with music for that service and for this Sunday and for our Christmas Eve, and he's, he's well-versed in recording and everything. So really, that's the biggest piece of news, right. bringing Andrus on. Is Andrus' um, uh, major instrument the bassoon? Uh, it, it, it is not. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. Well, I, I mean, you know, if you had some, to settle, you had to settle. Indeed. Indeed. A solo bassoonist as your church musician creates a very distinctive dynamic. So That's a great one that way of few it, have right. access to it. Yeah. Uh, um, then uh, on Sunday, we had a fantastic car rolling experience where nice. people drove up in their cars. We lit a tree in the parking lot and sang Christmas carols. It was odd and beautiful and lovely. I, I <laughs> loved great. it. These kind of events, you you put preconceptions on them of how they're going to go or what they're going to be, and then Mm. something happens, like one family in particular starts dancing so wildly that their car rocks back and forth. It was was just a gas, and people flashing their lights and waving their phone lights during Silent Night. Mm. We we adapt. We adapt. That's great. Um, Our Christmas Angels program is done with a a wonderful uh, surplus. And uh, we are getting ready for Christmas Eve services at 6.30 on Christmas Eve and 9 p.m. on Christmas Eve. Oh, uh, the the 6.30 will be a pageant service for families, mm-hmm. and although anyone from the church can attend. And then 9 p.m. will be our, our full uh, lessons and carols experience. Nice. So. Wow, good. That's it. Things are Christmas, happening. Christmas, Christmas. Things indeed. are happening. And you? We, uh, we're doing well. We, we had... Uh, um, like your angels program, we adopted the family yeah. and we got everything we needed plus more, also a surplus, mm. which is, so we're also sending um, stop and shop cards to each family as well. So uh, th- thank you everyone for that. We had more deliveries this past weekend. Um, two women in the church made a whole bunch of cookies. and oh, we had, That's not where I thought you were going. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 
You'll have to tell me offline what you where you thought I was going. That's right. <laughs> More deliveries. Two women in the church made a bunch a of cookies. A whole bunch of cookies. I don't know where <laughs> else we, go. we could go with that, Charlie. I've got no. I have no idea where you would. Dad, go. where do cookies come from? Cookies come from the store. From from the store. From the yeah. store. So we did a lot of deliveries, and uh, um, folks, if you haven't gone on to Facebook, you've seen the video of a collage of all the pictures. It's just wonderful to see the joy, mm-hmm. um, and these are wonderful things that we're doing. Uh, this upcoming week, you know, we are kind of starting to slow down a little bit because we've been just going crazy. Hopefully, our youth group will be meeting um, this upcoming Sunday. We're going to have a campfire at our house. At my house, I should say. Uh, mm-hmm. So that that will be good. And then Christmas Eve again. We have, if you, we are going to have one service at five o'clock on Christmas Eve. We still have a handful of slots open. If you'd like to sign up ahead of time, you can. But you will need to be masked and sitting, you know, socially distant for the for the whole service. But that will be on Facebook, so you can we'll be live streaming that. Service. Excellent. Yeah, we live streamed the Caroling experience, and those that got to watch it at home really appreciated oh, that. Oh, good. So. Are you going to live stream the Blue service? Zoom uh, has that option. Gosh, now that you say that, I hadn't planned to. Okay, we can Ma- talk. Maybe about not that. this first one. Yeah. but Thank you for the heads up. That's probably a thing for we could consider for Christmas Eve. That's great. Yeah. Hey. That's thank you. I I had I had forgotten about that. Well, you're welcome. I'm here to help. You know, it just gives me such a f- sense of gratitude and even. Oh, well, let's say. Are you gonna say it? Don't say it. Okay. It's, it's right there on the tip of your tongue. I can see you're you're bouncing up and down. You're so filled with jo- joy. I'm filled with joy. And cue the segue music. Well, yeah, so um, we lit the pink candle. We did. Finally. Finally. Oh, I've been waiting for that pink candle. I, yeah. I'm sure all the folks at Pilgrim just been on the edge of their seats, on tenterhooks, waiting for that candle to be lit. And I finally wanted, it was. Actually, I mean, part of me wants to not light it until the fourth Sunday. Oh, yeah. Because then it feels like we're at least reaching towards some sense of symmetry. Hmm. But to go purple, purple, pink, purple, I need another purple. Okay. But if I go I purple, 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 pink, I'm like, okay. Uh, it's, a, it's a variation on a theme. I can live with that. But for some reason, uh, the power You're one be, of those pattern people. I'm a pattern people that patterns a lot. Yeah. In pe- with penguins. Aren't we all? <laughs> so, I, I like it because to me, joy erupts. Oh. And so I, I like that it just kind of pops up in the middle of things like where you don't expect it, which yeah. is really yeah. at the core of, of the Magnificat, which was the scripture we used for this past Sunday. Others save it for the fourth Sunday. You can put it wherever you like. But right. Mary's sense of of joy and surprise at a moment when it should have been shame and grief right. uh, and, and anxiety is just amazing. It's yeah. It, it reminds me of those moments when you <laughs> you finish a movie and you turn to the person you're with and you're like that wasn't that wasn't so great was it and they're like I was amazing oh, right right <laughs> I loved it <laughs> it's just reactions are are different a little different for everybody and certainly in her case yeah I mean I look at a Thomas Kincaid painting and I feel just waves of nausea but others look at those others, paintings and, and they love it and they're home and that's fantastic you know? actually that's good I'm glad uh, yeah you get to say. Good for you. Yeah. 
Yeah. Not patronizing at all. No, Good for you. I, I actually really... I love that I'm not patronizing. I recognize that for some, it is really just wonderful works of art that does mm-hmm. what it needs to do for them. Um, I can see the subscriber list just falling off <laughs> precipitously after this one. Well, let me The Venn diagram of Thomas Kincaid fans versus let Kitchen me, Table Spiritual. Let Go me ahead. pull them back by offering to read something by Cahil Gibran. Oh, thank you. Um, because Thomas Kincaid... Fans are also rabid Cahill Jabon fans. Okay. That's, that's, com- that's a commonly known fact. Commonly known. All right. I read it in the New York Post. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm still flummoxed by your pronunciation of his name. Is it Gibran or Gibran? I've, I've only heard Khalil Gibran, but I've heard it both I, ways. I love it. And, uh, why not? And, GIF, and at the last GIF? minute, I changed. I mean, I've always <laughs> said Gibran. We had a dog for a while, and her name was Gibran. Wow. And after Cahill Gibran. Gibran. That's, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm not gonna be consistent. You do whatever you want. Just keep it. Keep us guessing, John. I will. I will. Thank you. So this is from his uh, his writing, um, the Prophet, which is really okay. beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's the one. If if you have one book by this author, yeah. that's usually the one you have. Yeah, and he's wrote a bunch, but yeah, that is mm-hmm. the one. So this one goes for. It's a little bit, but not too long. This is the passage on joy and sorrow. Lay it on us, John. Can I read it for you? Okay. Do that. All right, here we go. <laughs> this is, boy, there's a nice undertone of snark throughout this whole. There is. <laughs> it's joy. It's Eddie joy. Ruff. Joy, snark, same thing. Okay. Uh, then a woman said, speak to us of joy and sorrow. And he answered, your joy is your sorrow unmasked. And the selfsame well from which your laughter rises was oftentimes filled with your tears. And how else can it be? The deeper that sorrow carves into your being, the more joy you can contain. Is not the cup that holds your wine the very cup that was burned in the potter's oven? And is not the lute that soothes your spirit the very wood that was hollowed with knives? When you are joyous, look deep into your heart, and you shall find it is only giving that which has given you sorrow that is giving you joy. When you are sorrowful, look again in your heart, and you shall see that in truth You are weeping for that which has been your delight. Some of you will say, joy is greater than sorrow. And others say, nay, sorrow is the greater. But I say unto you, they are inseparable. Together they come. And when one sits alone with you at your board, remember the other is asleep upon your bed. Verily you are suspended like scales between your sorrow and your joy. Only when you are empty are you at standstill and balanced. When the treasure keeper lifts you to weigh his gold and his silver, needs must your joy or your sorrow rise or fall. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. I, I, I mean, he writes it, beautiful writing. Um, the translation's really good. But I love that pulling sorrow in with joy. Uh, yeah. It, and, and I think I was thinking about this that, you know, we think of like joy, like, you know, I'm just happy because it's a beautiful day. I'm happy because... You know, I got this great gift. I'm just happy because I know that God loves me. You know, these kind of things. But I, mm-hmm. to think, like, I'm happy it's a beautiful day because yesterday was just gloomy all day. Mm-hmm. You know, that puts it in a deeper context. Or I'm happy because I got a gift because I was just feeling really lonely and, and forgotten. Um, happy because that God loves me because I, there was a time when I wondered if I was worth being loved. Uh, you know, I, it, it adds this depth to joy that I think gives us authenticity. I yeah, absolutely. 
couldn't agree more. Oh, I, good. I, you. I, was, I, think, I was expecting <laughs> you to say, no, no, not ready at all. to come to fisticuffs. <laughs> um, I, I thought, I, I used to think that be, because I was young and, and inexperienced, I thought that joy was the absence of suffering, of mm, course, and the right. absence of pain, and that joy was the was the opposite of those things. But um, as the years move on, mm-hmm. and I am subjected to many injustices day by day, I have come to learn that more often my response mm. to what is outside me and around me is what is where I capture my joy. Mm-hmm. And those people that I experience who are most miserable are the ones in the same conditions and situations that I'm in, but their response to it is consistently one of of anger mm-hmm. and frustration. Um, I'm going to, you You brought Gibran, Gibran. I'm bringing yep. Hafiz. Ooh, um, Hafiz know. is a Persian poet. Um, who was, there's, there's not a, you know, born probably around 1315. We don't know much about Hafiz, of course, because sands of time, et cetera, et cetera. But there's a, there's a poem called Tripping Over Joy. And I'll read it. It's shorter than the one you read. Oh, it's not a competition. What is the the difference between your experience of existence and that of a saint? Okay. The saint knows that the spiritual path is a sublime chess game with God. And that God, the beloved, has just made such a fantastic move that the saint is now continually tripping over joy and bursting out in laughter and saying, I surrender. Whereas, my dear, I am afraid you still think you have a thousand serious moves. Hmm. When things happen in your life and they are ending and they are challenging and they thwart your best efforts, your most serious attempts. And your first reaction is, I got to knuckle down. This is not working. This is as opposed to the saint in this poem who can just laugh and be like, yeah, I dropped the tea all over the floor or I can't can't believe I screwed up the zoom call (laughs) and whatever. If you can, if you can have a response and I get it, everybody's challenges are a little different. Yep. But so much of the reason they're a little different is because of our responses to them. Mm. And it's easy for me to say, I know, because I'm not going through what you're going through right now. But, you know, I've had moments where I've been going through the stuff and others, after I reflected on them with what I was going through, looked at it and said, you know, that doesn't sound that bad to me. What about this or this or this? And I think our perspective and the way we see it, and that's why I started with Mary and Mm. her 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 response to the news that she was about to give birth to a child that was going to be more special than any child had ever been apparently in her hearing. Um, Her, her response should have been, uh, what am I going to do? The idea that you were an unwed single mother at the time of Jesus birth uh, carried as much social freight with it as it, as it does now. Mm. Um, and that's that's a terrible burden for a young person to have to bear. But her response is not terrible or daunted or, or anything. It's just one of it's joy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I there there there's a faith that underlines that joy. Mm-hmm. That the, the the saint that's tripping and saying I surrender has this faith yeah. that I surrender because I know I'll be okay. 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that, that assurance of yeah. things hoped for. And, and I think that's really important that, um, you know, to say, yeah, this is hard and it's going to be hard, mm-hmm. but you'll be okay. That That Indeed. is part of that. You know, and that's yeah, that's a place to find that. Joy. It'll all hurt. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. you'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to borrow a title of a book by a friend named Farrell Dalrymple, a graphic novel. It'll all hurt. Um, oh. Oh, it's nice. a really fun book, but it's 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 not necessarily focused on joy, but there is joy in it anyway yeah. because of the responses uh, of the of the characters yeah. within the book. So I, I think. You know, as we, especially as we move towards, you know, Christmas Day, mm-hmm. which is supposed to be a day of joy, and, mm-hmm. and perhaps this year, if we're not gathering with family, if we don't have to go through... If um, we're not worshiping in person, if we're not... Yeah, we're not worshiping in person, we're not Shopping going to, where we want to shop, we're not eating the foods we want to eat. Well, I'm, I might, I'm still making some pie. Okay, fine. I'm eating the food I want to eat. We'll all hang outside Jonathan's window and look through longingly. Yeah. Please, will, sir. Can I have some more? Nope. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, there's charity and then there's pie. Yeah, and that's come on. Really. There are standards that we all must take. No, but to think about, you know, this has been a, it has been a tough year. And we're going to hear this again and again as we get near the end of the year. It's been mm-hmm. a tough year for many reasons. Yeah. Uh, and, and then to think, but God still comes and lives amongst us. And yes. God is amongst us in, in, in the very depth of the struggles that we are all having mm-hmm. and to say today I'm going to celebrate God's presence mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. This is, mm-hmm. this is part of where that joy I think really should That's be coming right. from. When, when I've worshiped at traditionally black churches, whether they're African American, Caribbean American, wherever they're from, mm. there's this phrase that I hear all the time and, it's, it, and they say, God is good. All the time. And the response, the response is all the time. And then they say all the time. God is good. God is good. It's those little mantras yeah. in, the, in their cultural experience that are so um, profoundly helpful to those of us um, who don't hear them all the time. It make you wonder why why we don't use them more. Actually, God at, is good. At, at East Greenwich, Go we uh, open our services with God is good. Amen. Good Amen. for you. All the time. I they, think that's yeah. lovely. It is. They don't do the response in the, where they then say all the time and I say God is good. We, we, yeah. we, can, do, we, we can only do so much. I understand. And, and that's enough. What we do well, call and response is a is a famed you know pre before the written word was a part mm-hmm. of our worship experiences so pervasively. Uh, call and response was all you had. Yeah. Uh, oh, in yeah. fact, you if you didn't know the response, all you could do is repeat what the previous person had said. But that's a wonderful worship tool to unite a congregation. Yeah. In uh, in the churches of New England, the uh, frozen chosen, as mm-hmm. we're referred to. Um, getting the people to feel their, there's a lot of little islands in the pews and helping the people to feel the joy of connection is a real gift. And it doesn't just have to be because we're all swooning over the same piece of classical music. It it could be because we all have words that we share together in in ways that are authentic just for us. So finding a good call and response that the congregation resonates with, I would, I would say God is good all the time is, is a fundamental part of a joy practice because yeah. it carries that aspect of joy that we don't always remember to highlight, and that is it's tied to gratitude. Mm. If you are grateful for what you have, yeah. whatever it is, you have such an easier time accessing joy. Yeah, there it is. Because joy is accessible 
in my experience, only if you can appreciate the good things that you have. And I know people with an awful lot who just don't seem to enjoy any of it. And yeah. that is that is crushing. That's crushing. And I think that's I think you're right on there. So that gratitude, that faith, we're, we're, what we're doing is we're giving people the recipe of the ingredients they need. See? For a Preach. loaf of joy. A loaf of joy. The joy I loaf. The joy loaf. <laughs> they could be part of the joy loaf club. The joy loaf. Sorry, I'll see myself out. No, 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 no. Stick around. It's, it's better than. <laughs> Sorry, you really. It's got it's me. important though. This 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 idea of gratitude uh, to on our path to joy. Yeah. Um, and gratitude practices have become kind of a thing lately. Yep. Open a blog post by anyone of a certain age and a certain set of experiences, and you're going to hear about gratitude practice or gratitude journals or gratitude this or gratitude right. that. But guess what? Gratitude is not just a marketing strategy for blogs. Right. It's an actual thing that when you practice it, and the reason people get excited about sharing it, folks, is that when, when you've done it, when you've actually taken time to list the things you're grateful for or the attributes of someone you're grateful for, it, it changes your relationship mm. to them and to everything you do. Um, don't yeah. worry about doing it perfectly or not doing it the way you've read someone else do it or watched a YouTube video of someone practicing their gratitude. Figure out your own mode, but, but activate, it on, activate on it. It's, it's really helpful. Yeah. So we want to be able to name our sorrow. Sure. We want to be able to express our gratitude. Mm-hmm. And we want to have a deep uh, well, a, a faith that underlines that. it all. You, you Trinitarian'd it. I Trinitarian'd it, and then just a little mm-hmm. bit of yeast, some and eggs, flour. Oh, nothing says loving like a joy loaf in the oven. Wow, that was really good, Charlie. It's from a commercial. Oh, okay. I think it's nothing says loving like muffins in the oven. I don't remember. That's I, a thing. Yeah, but for me, Trust nothing me. says loving like people dropping off pie for me to eat. Ah, okay. So this this is why we're really on yeah. the joy episode. So people can learn Jonathan's joy yeah. and activate on that. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Which is pie. I'm trying to decide if I should just make an apple pie for Christmas mm. or a blueberry pie. <laughs> the pie, the the pie rat hole here is, is deep. It's a pie um, conundrum, a pie nundrum, if you will. A pie nundrum. It's a pie nundrum. Oh, boy. Um... <laughs> Man, I had somewhere where I was going, but I'll I have, totally you know lost what? I'll it make on a pie. third one. I'm going to make three, <laughs> and then have a little bit of another one. Okay. Oh, I know what I wanted to oh, ask good. you. All right, let's bring it back. Good. But how did your people at East Greenwich respond to the idea of joy at this particular Advent Sunday of Joy in Advent? I think so... I, the, the sermon I preached really reminded us of what it is we're waiting for. Um, I ah. looked at John the Baptist and his message again. We went back mm-hmm. to him again. Mm-hmm. And, and during it, we, I reminded us that it is Christ that we're waiting for. And let's remember who he is. And, and this is the Sunday where I think there's, a, there's an appropriateness to bringing in the cross. Oh. And, and to say, you know. I didn't of, do that. I appreciate that. Yeah. There's one of the lines that I really like that, um, it's not mine, but the wood of the manger and the wood of the cross are cut from the same tree. Mm. Um, I mean, literally, they're not, obviously. That's, I, I've, I've heard that, but I always wonder where. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, I don't know who said it, but there is a sense that 
you know, when we come to the manger, we have to remember not only not we look at the baby, but also remember where he's going, and and not just the cross, but the resurrection. So bringing in the whole Christ story into our lives, into this darkness, that's the grounding of our joy. And mm-hmm. people, um, you know, we need to be reminded of that story, of the Christ sure. story. Yeah. And, yeah. and we can get stuck in the minutia of looking at the particulars of uh, different parts of the Gospels or moments in Advent. Um, but it was one of these, this is a Sunday where I decided to step back and say, let's remind ourselves of the big picture. Yeah. I um I I found myself uh, thinking about I didn't use this in the in the message at all but I found myself thinking about the movie 1917. It's a it's a movie mm-hmm. set World War One where two young men are tasked with delivering a message and and it's a profoundly sad and terrible movie because it's about war. Uh, I don't yeah. mean it's a terrible movie but it's profoundly sad and terrible. And yeah. and and it you spoiler. Yeah. You experience a joy, an elation at the end of the film that is just such an incredible moment of of achieving something, not what mm-hmm. you set out to achieve, but something, and and re- recognizing that that it's there there is a possibility of joy and and reflection in the midst of our most terrible times. And one of the things I tried to point out was, it has always been this way. We have mm-hmm. always been struggling and challenged and hurt at the moment that the Advent Sunday of joy comes. Always. There's never not been something that someone is hurting from or angry about or just can't figure out how to get through. This Mm. particular year, it was maybe more shared, but there's always been something that, that where, where joy seems an inappropriate response. And yet there we are. You know what I think, I think Charlie is that I'm going to recant my desire to have joy on the fourth Sunday. Okay. Uh, it, it, even though the, the colors kind of mess with my My work mind. here is done. Yeah. That's, <laughs> there is something. If, the fourth Sunday, we're too close to Christmas then. It's too yeah. close. And, yeah. and we're already getting excited. This Sunday, the, you know, the joy Sunday, you're kind of like, oh, man, it's getting darker. We're getting tired. I'm glad that it's this Sunday. Let's Sunday go back into the serenity of love next week and then yeah. sit with the joy for now. So well, I've a, got a, yeah, I've got a, a prayer, great right? prayer. It's a poem. It's a poem. That's Not okay. Mary Oliver this time. Anne oh. Sexton. Anne I went. Sexton. I went in the Anne Sexton direction. So, hopefully, that'll that'll help people uh, see joy in a new light. But I Fantastic. love this poem. So I'll begin, and then I'll pass it to you, and yep. and then we'll take it from Anne. Sounds great. Let's pray. God, help me to still my heart long enough. When it rages and roils, help me to still it long enough to be able to see these pinpricks of light in the night sky. Help me to recognize the joy that is all around me, if I can open myself to it. Help us to recognize that there have always been hard times, and that's why we've always needed this third Sunday of Advent, this this time of joy whether we roll through it with John or with Mary, help us to embrace all of it. God, help us to laugh. To laugh at the absurdity of the moments. To laugh at the 
knowledge of who you are in our lives, to laugh with the gratitude, to laugh and say, I surrender and I'm giving it to you, Lord. May our joy be grounded in the depth of the faith that so many have carried before us and that we strive to carry as well. And when we hear others hurting, may, us, may we sit with them in their pain and in their sorrow so that when they're ready, we can laugh with them as well. Mm. And from Ann Sexton, welcome morning. There is joy in all, in the hair I brush each morning, in the cannon towel newly washed that I rub my body with each morning, in the chapel of eggs I cook each morning, in the outcry from the kettle that heats my coffee each morning, in the spoon and the chair that cry, hello there, Ann, each morning, in the godhead of the table that I set my silver plate cup upon each morning. All this is God, right here in my pea green house each morning. And I mean, though I often forget, to give thanks, to faint down by the kitchen table in a prayer of rejoicing as the holy birds at the kitchen window peck into their marriage of seeds. So while I think of it, let me paint a thank you on my palm for this God, this laughter of the morning, lest it go unspoken. The joy that isn't shared, I've heard, dies young. Amen. Amen. I like that laugh. The joy that isn't shared dies young. That's really mm. good. Share that joy, people. Yeah. Share that joy. Yeah, share your joy. I hope that the rest of your week goes well. And, mm-hmm. um, as we get ready for the fourth Sunday of Advent, as you said, you already you spilled it. You spoiled it. I did. Sunday Spoiler alert. It's, it's okay. It, you know what, It's Charles? love. It's love. Love, love. Oh, sorry. Watch that copyright. We don't love that. (laughs) All right, folks. We'll We'll talk to you in a week. Bye. Kitchen Table Spirituality is a part of the 12 Enough Network. Your hosts were Jonathan Malone, the pastor of the First Baptist Church of East Greenwich, Rhode Island, and Charlie Eastman, the pastor of Pilgrim Congregational Church in Southboro, Massachusetts. You can send comments to about this show and other shows to 12enough at gmail.com. And 12 is written out. Come check out um, all the show notes of this episode and past episodes at 12enough.com. 12 is written out. And please go to iTunes and like and rate the show. Thank you very much for listening and have a lot of joy in your life. Lots of joy. Hooray! They could be part of the Joy Loaf Club.